Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries. And at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and to inspire them to apply God's word to their everyday life because I believe that God's word really does work. So today is July the 4th, and I want to start out by just saying I hope that you have a happy 4th of July. Now, I want to invite you to join me today as we discuss the true spiritual freedom of life in Christ. Now, July the 4th reminds us to celebrate the freedoms that we have in America. This is a day that we honor those who paid the cost for the freedoms afforded to us right now because of their sacrifices. And I'm so thankful that we have the ability to gather together in church in public places to worship Jesus. That is a freedom we often take for granted, but but not everyone in every country has that kind of freedom. The past few years, we have, for the first time in my lifetime, seen glimmers of the freedoms we have known in this country truly brought into question. And we have seen a political environment in our nation that has somewhat disrupted us all. This unsettling in our nation and government has caused me to long for the righteous government of Jesus more than ever before. I long for the day Jesus comes back and establishes his rule and reign of righteousness. Never will greed or corruption shake his kingdom, and never will we long for anything. We will have all that we need and all that we ever hoped for. How incredible will that be? Until that day, Jesus is still our greatest reason to celebrate. He paid the cost for our sin by laying down his life that each of us could be set free from the power that sin once had over us. The freedom I have experienced in Christ is truly one of the greatest gifts I have ever known. In my life before Jesus, I lived in bondage to sin and shame, but Jesus set me free. He gave me a different life, a new life. In my journey with Jesus for the past 27 years, he has taught me how to walk in victory and freedom over that past life and I am forever grateful. While today we celebrate the freedom that we have in our nation, still my celebration for freedom that I have in Christ supersedes every earthly freedom. The final words of the Bible stir within me the deepest desire for his coming kingdom, and that's Revelation 22, 20 through 21, which says, He who testifies to these things says, Surely, I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Just come quickly, Lord Jesus. So let's talk about true spiritual freedom. Spiritual freedom began for me 27 years ago, the day that I said yes to Jesus. One of my very favorite New Testament verses is John 8, 32, because it tells my story. And John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's my story. And that is why I love God's word so very much. Before I met Jesus, I lived a life of rebellion 
alcoholism and I made destructive decisions that continually led me to regret and to shame. By the time I met Jesus at age 30, I had made a major mess of my life. And at that time, the three words that best characterized my life were failure, brokenness, and shame. A few years into my faith journey with Jesus, after I truly began to understand my spiritual freedom in Christ, God called me to prepare myself to share my testimony. And he gave me a vision of my testimony from a spiritual perspective. He showed me how the devil worked in major points in my life and how he used bad experiences to bind me in spiritual chains. In this vision, each time the devil wrapped me in chains, I saw Jesus knocking. I also saw how the chains held me back. I believed Jesus could never want someone as messed up as me. So I continued to try to manage the mess of my own life. And eventually I came to the end of myself and I was too weighted down with the chains and the bondage of sin and shame to be able to go on without his help. And that's when I said yes to Jesus and he stepped into my life and began to remove the chains one chain at a time. Jesus used my children to draw me back to himself. Just before my 30th birthday, I felt the need to take my two daughters to church. My parents had raised me in church and it seemed right to give my children the same upbringing. So I decided to go to church for my children or so I thought. It wasn't long before I realized how much I needed to be in church. About six months into going to church every Sunday for the first time in years, I encountered Jesus and the truth of my own sin and depravity. We attended a weekly Sunday school class and our teacher led us through a study on the book of Revelation. Then and there is where I met Jesus and accepted him as my Lord and Savior and I began a journey of getting to know him. Now walking in this new life that Jesus gave me was hard in the beginning. However, little by little, I discovered and accepted what I once did not understand through the truth of his word. I learned that Jesus' mercy, his goodness, and his grace was enough to cover my lifetime of sin, and one spiritual chain at a time fell off my life. My true spiritual freedom happened slowly in a process of growing in my relationship with Jesus through his word. Now, it took me several years to find true freedom from alcoholism and even longer to find that freedom from the shame of my past sins, mistakes, and failures. In reality, lasting transformation and true spiritual freedom takes time. It is a process that happens in a slow, steady walk with Jesus. Now I want to share just a little bit about my deliverance and freedom from the bondage of alcohol. I remember one night after accepting Jesus as my Savior and I was still really struggling with alcohol and I wanted to be free. I really did, but alcohol really had its grip on me. And this particular night, my husband and I drove past a bar that we had frequented in our partying days. And that was only a few months prior to that night. And I told my husband when we drove past, I could not imagine a day 
day where I would not want to go in that bar, nor could I ever imagine being at the place where I would be free of drinking altogether. So it has been now 20 years since I had a drink of alcohol and I don't even want to drink. I don't think about drinking. Going to a bar is the last place that I would want to go. There are just many other areas that he's transformed in me, but this one was just such a major battle for me. Now, even though I wanted to experience change, my freedom from the bondage of alcohol came slowly because this was such a struggle for me. I wanted to be good. I wanted to do good. I wanted to act like I thought I should. But when you've lived one way a long time, sometimes change takes a while. And that was my story. It did for me. It was that slow process and slow growth journey with Jesus. In the beginning, not only does our life need to change, but our heart, our mind has to change as well. And it reminds me of that old hymn, Just As I Am, that I say, in church as a little girl, just as I am, was a real life picture of how I came to Jesus and how he accepted me just as I was, not all cleaned up. So the practicality of my transformation, the way transformation happened for me is really practical and simplistic in a lot of ways. So much practical and simplistic that many tend to dismiss it as not legitimate. We so often tend to opt for difficulties when an easier way stands soundly before us. So the practical way I experienced transformation was first and foremost, I genuinely wanted to change. And then second, I did what I knew to do. I went to church and I read my Bible, seeking to know Jesus. That's it, nothing else. And slowly, Jesus changed me. He changed me on the inside and it began to reflect on the outside. Now, one thing I want to say is this is not about me believing that you can't drink anything or have anything to drink as a Christian. This is my story. This was my battle. So that's why I'm talking about the alcohol because that was a real issue for me. And I just wanted to make sure that I'm communicating that because I'm not in any way bringing any kind of judgment or condemnation on anyone. If you can go to dinner and have a glass of wine, well, praise the Lord, you're free to do that. I could not do that. It always led to much more than a glass of wine. I always ended up drunk. So that is not the lifestyle that Jesus wants for any of us. And so we have to bring all of that together. And I just wanted to make sure that I clarified that as we're talking about this particular topic. Romans 12, 2 is my transformation story, just as much as I had said John 8, 32 is my freedom story. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jesus renewed my mind that I could prove his good, acceptable, and perfect will. He did it in a transformation process of learning and knowing truth and experiencing freedom. As we learn and know more truth, we experience more freedom. And this cycle repeats itself over and over again in our life until we realize true spiritual freedom from the bondage of our sin, failures, brokenness, and shame. And that is my testimony. Once free from the bondage of alcohol and my old ways of living, I discovered another 
major chain I needed broken from my life. I needed freedom from the shame of my past that haunted me day after day. My all too vivid memory of my past kept me from fully serving Jesus. Every time I ventured out, I heard the enemy say, who do you think you are? Remember your past. God doesn't want to use someone like you. But now what I realize is the enemy used my past to hinder me working and doing all that I could do for Christ's kingdom. So no wonder the devil worked to keep me from realizing my true freedom in Christ. He wanted to shut me down and he wanted to shut me up. And for a while he was successful, but no longer. I know my true spiritual freedom. I have been made free by the truth of God's word and I am free indeed. So I want to ask you that question. Do you know that true freedom? Is there any area of your life that you have not discovered the freedom Christ died for you to have. And just for a moment, just take a moment to think about specifically, what is your worst sin? I mean, let that come to your mind as you're thinking about that, because it just helps us reflect on, am I really free of this? This morning, I was thinking about a verse that was very important to me early in my walk with Jesus towards freedom from the sin of my past. And it's 1 John 3, 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Early in my journey with Jesus, my heart condemned me. I had a bad enough past life that it was very easy for me to see the bad in me, the bad I didn't think I could overcome. I believed I had been too bad for God. But the truth of God's word showed me that even when my heart condemned me and God knew the ugliest details of my life, that he is greater. Condemnation doesn't have the last word. Jesus does. So if you have accepted Jesus as your savior, he meant for you to experience true freedom. It's his desire and plan for you and I to live free from sin, both past and present. John 8 36 says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I want to end today's podcast with a prayer for spiritual freedom. I encourage you to take a moment to pray this prayer for yourself or for someone that you know who needs to experience freedom. So if you will, just pray with me right now. Dear Heavenly Daddy, since your word is the practical way to experience true freedom in my life, stir up a desire within me to know you, to know you more and more through your word. Help me to dwell on your word, allowing your truth to trump the devil's lies who wants to steal freedom from me. I want to live in the fullness of your freedom. Thank you for giving your life for me to be free from sin and to have everlasting life. I need your help to overcome and live victoriously. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before I say goodbye, I want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even Pinterest, to get biblical encouragement for Christian women. Check out my website also, onfire-ministries.org. There you can read my blog. You can get free biblical resources or even a Bible study for you personally or for a group study as well. Also, if you would take a moment, if this podcast has been encouraging to you, I would ask you to take a moment and please rate and review and share this podcast because it's one way that it helps others to find it and maybe it's the very words that someone else needs today to be encouraged in their faith journey as well. So until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.